This one's for Devin and Chandler. So I, I know that was a little bit of a different uh, opening than usual, um, but just just wanted to to do that for uh, Devin um, and Chandler and, and and their families at the university and the team, um, just everyone. Um, I know it's been a tough uh, a little over a week for for Dog Nation. Uh, you know, John and I, you know, John, we haven't talked, <laughs> um, yes. you know, since either, um, and. Uh, you know, you, you go from like the, the highest of, of highs, uh, to the lowest of lows. Um, I think I had, I think I actually, like, I remember I, I woke up, I think I had a text from you about it. Um, you know, is, is, is how I found out, uh, the, you know, the, the day after the parade. Um, so my heart, you know, heart, heart goes out to the, the Willock and the LaCroix families. Um, just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough, tough situation. Yeah, seriously, man. It's a somber way to open up the season, season review, but, um, it's one of those things where um, just hug your hug your loved ones. You know, you never know you never know what's happening out there in the world. But um, hearts go out, prayers go out to those those families, man. And and frankly, we have there's there's still some folks struggling <laughs> with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the, what's what's her last name? Bowles. Bowles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Tori. Um, she's still she's still she's still got um, she still has some some complications let's just i guess that's as much as i know yeah yeah and i know i mean i'm sure it's tough on um on mcclendon on war mcclendon uh you know being there and um you know saw a pretty cool uh tribute um looks like he's going to be wearing number 77 uh in tribute to Devin um in the senior bowl um which is pretty cool uh that he's going to be doing that so um that's, that's a tough that's a tough that's gotta be tough to process for everyone from going from such a high high to hitting a low low. And then I mean, I feel super, super bad for him because you know, he walked away basically from that, right? Like yeah, yeah. R- relatively unscathed. Like it's almost I mean, it's a miracle based on all the descriptions. So Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's tough, tough week. Tough week. Yeah, yeah. It it has been. Um, so uh I don't know. Definitely just just wanted to open with that. Um and and I think you know, like it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I won't say everyone, but I think it's a, it's a relatable thing. And, you know, I mean, many of us have lost people to car crashes. Um, I know, I know I have, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that, that has affected many of us. Um, so it, it kind of hits, hits different there. Um, and you know, when, uh, when Kirby started posting the the pictures the next day and we had the picture of, uh, of Andrew on, uh, on Devin Willock's shoulders, uh, after the national championship, uh, that was what, that one really got to me. <laughs> um, yeah. and you know, you just, you just, you were seeing so many stories about both of them and their personalities. Um, you know, I know we saw the post about, you know, I, I like, you know, just hours before, um, 
Devin was out to eat and was, you know, taking pictures with families and with the young, young man and everything. Um, so, uh, had, had a lot, had a lot ahead of him. Um, just, just hate it. Sad situation. Um, but yeah, heart, heart, heart goes out to everyone. Um, so not the way we wanted to, to finish is it's so, I don't know. It's just tough. It's just tough. I don't even, I don't even know what else to say about it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really, it's really tough. Just, just prayers for the, for the families and prayers for swift, swift resolutions as, as the investigations and things like that go into place and where changes need to be made, make the change. Yep. Yep. For sure. For sure. All right. Um, well, you know, we're here, we're here to do the, 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 the season, season review. Um, one of the things, um, actually, let's see, what's the, we've been, we've been a week off, right? We took a week off. Um, we had a holiday week, holiday, uh, long, long weekend last week. Um, a lot of folks were out of school and, and work with Martin Luther King, uh, holiday last Monday. Um, yeah. we, I had my wedding anniversary, so we were out, uh, we went out to eat, I think, <laughs> um uh, we were out for that uh last week um and we weren't able to record so uh come back and now i don't know what all you guys have going on i can't really remember you got your contract renewed i like it right <laughs> yes correct <laughs> correct <laughs> well then. you get to keep your scholarship spot <laughs> um that's awesome man dude in this in this day and age like i i applaud I applaud the anniversaries. I'm not a big birthday guy, but I'm a huge, I'm a big anniversary guy. So whenever I hear that someone's anniversary, I, I applaud that because in this, in this day and age, it's, it's hard. Marriage is yeah. hard. Yeah. Nin- 19 years, 19 years. My, my man. My man. <laughs> and and let me, t- let me say as someone that knows you too personally, that um, you're, y'all are a fit, y'all are a match made in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Not Love to it. get all sappy. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I like that. I like that. You had a good. You had a good example too. Your parents are are good examples. Yeah, and it's it's funny because like our anniversaries are like uh what like like five days apart, <laughs> uh four days apart. Uh, it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, yeah. So they they just had fifty. They just hit their fiftieth anniversary. So happy anniversary, uh, to Fripp Dog and Panda as as we call them on the show, Mom and Dad. Yeah, I think I think it. <laughs> I think I, I think I said it's it's Panda's famous marriage. <laughs> yes, TM TM TM. Oh man, that's that's awesome. Big fifty. That's that's even better. Congrats. Uh, so for us, uh, Carter Carter traveled to Tennessee over that holiday break. Um, we had a, a his Olympic team played uh, Kentucky, Tennessee. It was Kentucky and Tennessee. Oh, they played an older Tennessee team, so they played Tennessee twice. They beat the older. They they beat everybody. It was just like football, just like football. Right. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, the Georgia, the Georgia boys, the 2011 Georgia boys went up to Tennessee and 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 raised hell. Uh, I think it, I think the combined score was like 29 to four or something like that between the three games he played. Hmm. And then, um, yeah. So that's that's what we did. And then um, I took the I took. I took my youngest with me. It was me, Carter, and uh, my youngest, Camden. And uh, then we went to Nashville and, and hung out and basically did a quick, like, whirlwind kind of tour stops. We drove through Vandy, which I had actually not done before, although I hmm. could be forgiven for it because literally you blink and the campus is is by you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carter Carter was unimpressed. I will say that. Carter was completely unimpressed with Vanderbilt, Tennessee in general. Um, he was unimpressed. <laughs> Gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
I thought that he would have more interest in, in seeing Vanderbilt. Uh, <laughs> but I think, That's we can, I think we can we can quickly mark that off the potential landing spots for him. Nice. But the nice. Parthenon was really cool. I was super I was super impressed with the Parthenon in Nashville, which you've never been, you should definitely go to. Pulled cool. dog Twitter, got some Nashville hot chicken, which was something that Carter really wanted to hit. He ended up not liking hot chicken like at all. Oh really? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is different. It's not, you know, it's, it's not buffalo. It's, it's it's not buffalo. It's not fried chicken. It's, it's yeah, yeah. It's just hot chicken. I like it, but it was it was not his favorite. Um, then we went down to downtown Nashville and, and hung out uh, for a little bit. So that was that was a little little quasi family getaway. Cool. Nice. Yeah, nice. Well, that sounds fun. I um, you know, I've only been to Nashville for Georgia games. Um, but they were the both times I went. Um, was in college and I don't really remember a whole lot. Uh, like oh. we didn't really do much on campus. There wasn't a whole lot of tailgating. I remember that. I, you know, I would be curious to see, cause you can literally see the stadium from the Parthenon building. Mm. Um, so I, it's pretty close. I feel like, unless I'm just totally off on my geography there, but I feel like it would be a pretty solid tailgate spot, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was okay. I was not impressed. I was expecting it to be a little bit more than it was. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's not an Athens, Georgia gym. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, now it's like, uh, I don't know. Did, did you come across bachelorette parties? Uh, I don't know if you were there in the right dates. Cause there's not like, it's like bachelorette party capital of the world or something. I was not, we were, we were there. Um, it was a Sunday, Sunday, okay. after, so you, it was a Sunday afternoon. Right and it was a little rainy. Um, so I did not see any bachelorettes. There was, I was surprised. There was a ton of live music on Sunday afternoon. Hmm. Um, so like it, my wife had said, you know, you just walk down Broadway and, you know, you can listen to live music out there, which was really cool. And I, I definitely would have soaked up more of that if I wasn't with the kids. Cause it was, it was freezing, dude. It was so cold. Yeah. Lily and I were out and about that day. I think uh, Kim was out shopping with Ella and I took Lily. We went into downtown Concord where we live and we went to a place called the basement. So it's like a, it's kind of like a retro style arcade where it's like it's free play once you get in. So you have to pay to get in and then you can just play unlimited. There's like pinball machines and there's like, you know, of course, I just wanted to play Galaga the whole time. Um, but yeah, so we did that. We were that, so we were out and about the same day. It was, it was freezing here, too. Yeah, it was it was windy and freezing. Yeah, yeah. That All sounds right. like fun, though. Video yeah. Oh, oh, dude, it was fun. We had a blast. We had a blast. Uh, Lily That's ended funny. up like really being into pinball. Um which was kind of newer. She hasn't, uh, you know, so much always wanted to do that. Um, and then she was like, uh, posted up at the Miss Pac-Man tabletop for a long time. Uh, that was her favorite, which was a, a staple of my youth as well. So insert show plays a mean pinball. I have to update the soundboard with that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do. We've got some news and notes uh, for the for the season review. So um, uh, we can run through the players. Uh, so um, for the seniors and super seniors leaving. Uh, so obviously, you know, uh, farewell to the mailman. Uh, his career, long and illustrious career ha- has ended. Um He's gonna and he's leaving as the Manning Award winner. Uh, so wanted to get that in. Um, I think you know, that's like the only postseason award or, uh, that includes the postseason in the evaluation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool uh, to see Stetson walk away with that. Um, Kenny McIntosh, Kiaris Jackson, Warren Erickson, Warren McClendon, Nolan Smith, 
Um, let's see, Christopher Smith, Jack Pod, and Robert Beal. You know, all <laughs> all uh, are done with their careers. Um, so gone you know, but not forgotten. Gone but not forgotten. Uh, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, I believe it looks like there is going to be a uh, Kiris Jackson. Uh, you know, the unofficial official wide receiver of my got a podcast uh, video coming from our friend Trigger Trey, uh, TT7 Productions. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, we'll be sure to, sure to retweet it once that drops. We got a little teaser of that today. Um, underclassmen that are going into the draft, uh, Darnell Washington, Broderick Jones, Jalen Carter, and Keely Ringo. Um, so they are all uh, going to the draft. Uh, for the transfer portal, um, <laughs> okay, I've always felt like that this should be the sound of guys entering the portal. So we've got... Uh, Dominic Blaylock has entered the transfer portal. <laughs> is that the is that is that the transfer portal noise? Yes. Uh, is that from He Man? Sounds yes. like somebody from He Man. Watch out, John! I found the Hanna Barbera uh, like sound library. Oh yes. <laughs> so sorry. You need to like like drop like some gummy bear noises for all these guys landing uh, in different in different spots. <laughs> yeah, it's very uh the, the library is very large. So I only I only have like two. Um but so I don't know if we even need to go through the whole thing. Obviously, like you know, the biggest um biggest one is AD Mitchell, um, which you know we never talked about it on here, I don't think, John, although we had heard about it, I'm sure everyone had heard about it. The Texas rumors were uh, you know very lengthy they had been around since december i kept holding out hope that it wouldn't happen because you know like similar last year we were hearing rumors about darnell washington um right like leading up to the playoff last year we had heard darnell was going to maybe transfer and you know he ended up saying so i was kind of i was hopeful um that there was nothing to the ad mitchell um rumors but it turned out there where there was smoke there was fire um so unfortunately we have to bid adieu and say farewell to A.D. Mitchell. He is now a Texas Longhorn, um, which stinks. I, I hate it. I know we had had such high hopes for him. Um, you know, he was the one we, we talked about them, him so much, you know, season preview. You were looking for, you felt like he'd had his Devonta Smith moment in the natty. Um, you know, obviously the injury, you know, really is, is what uh, kind of foiled his season as, as far as like overall production. But then obviously came back and made a huge impact in the postseason. So we'll thank him for that. Um I hate that yeah. he left, but it kind of is what it is. He is uh he's the wide receiver version of Stetson Bennett when it comes to clutch um playoff performances. I don't know, I don't know how much opportunity he's gonna get to do that at Texas. Um, but uh best of luck. I can't fault. I told I told everybody, like, you know, basically wherever he goes, as long as he goes to Texas, he goes with my blessing <laughs> anywhere else, and he's dead to me. Right, right. I, I'll never fault a person to to leave their situ- this, a situation to go and be with their family. Yeah. Um, but if you went anywhere else, literally anywhere else, I don't know that there's a single school on the planet that would be better set up to put up your numbers that you need to put up to get drafted highly in the NFL. Yeah. Than the University of Georgia. I mean, I mean, we'll get to the, these stats and stuff. I mean, sets and oh, we had we had Stetson Bennett throw for over four thousand yards. Like, yeah. Georgia's first ever 4,000 yard passer, by the way. Stitson Bennett. So, so clearly we're not afraid to throw the ball. We are. And we've got allegedly better talent in the, in the wing, waiting in the wings, you know, from a, from a evaluation standpoint. So, um, 
I feel like those numbers are not going to go down too much. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, let's see. I'll run through the rest of the portal, folks. Uh, Brett Scyther went to Georgia Tech. Tough one uh, there, but I think uh, he's trying to reunite with Buster Faulkner. So yeah. um, we have three nice. tight ends transfer out, actually. So uh, Scyther, uh, <laughs> Rylan Goad. Or Godi, I'm actually I don't have a Scott pronunciation. I, I've always wondered how to say his name. Um, he hasn't found a des- destination yet. We've got um Eric Gilbert is going to Nebraska. Um, so is offensive lineman Jacob Hood and outside linebacker MJ Sherman. Um, Bill Norton to Arizona, uh Jaheim Singletary. I don't think we have a landing spot yet for him, and then Tresman Marshall is transferring to Alabama. Um, so two years in a row, we got a player uh leaving national champion Georgia. And transferring to a smaller uh, school to get more playing time uh, in Alabama. <laughs> that one doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but you know, yeah, whatever. Um, you know, I, this is the world that we live in right now, where you look at the you look at that list and you're like, oh my god, had this been like ten years ago or whatever, like I would have been like, I would have been yeah. the sky. The sky is falling. Why are they leaving? Like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah, what I mean? hard, hardcore monsoning over that hard hardcore munsoning yep um, uh, but munsoning is dead jim that's <laughs> a true statement true statement um now unlike last year we do have some transfers uh coming in um so we already knew about uh rara thomas and dominic lovett um kind of heading into the playoff because uh, they that was that came up during the early signing period but now we also have uh smoke buoy mm. um so i'd say that that's a that's the sound when you transfer in from the portal, by the way, John. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Um, I I don't know very many places where you can lose a couple of wide receivers that were, you know, big factors, had big moments, but mm-hmm. replace them with guys that were literally leaders in the SEC in their, at their position. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's that's a net win for us, in my opinion. Obviously, we had some some negative publicity, although yeah, with yeah with Ra Ra, um, I think we're kind of in a you know wait and see. You know, um, I always want to make sure that we get all the facts before we pass any judgment. So obviously, the arrest happened. Everyone knows about that. Um, but let's let, let's wait and see, and you know, and, and let that play out before we make any any rash judgments on on that one. I always want to get the get the full story before we um dive in there so um for sure for sure and then running it back so yet again every year with kirby smart you get these guys that have decided to run it back and come back uh so we've got again in that receiver room you've got uh lad mcconkey um and you know mcconkey he has mcconkey he got on his donkey and he decided to come back (laughs) another year Um, of all the of all the soundboard items (laughs) <laughs> sorry sorry i couldn't resist uh scott i'm not sure what that was all about in the national championship game. uh that's actually from the national championship game uh if you haven't heard the hometown broadcast um yeah so lad, lad back marcus Rosemi, jack saint coming back which i think is huge um and the biggest of all cedric van pran uh coming back to anchor the offensive line is a huge huge development uh especially when you're breaking in a, a new quarterback so agreed agreed that's going to be, I mean, when you can, when you can have the middle, the middle taken care of, obviously the, the, that snap transition, they looked pretty good. I mean, Carson Beck looked really good, you know, in the times that we saw, uh, it, it's, it does nothing, but it does nothing but benefit the overall offense to have the cornerstone of the offensive line coming back. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Um, well, that was it for the news and notes. Uh, so just so everyone's up to date on, on the roster and some of the goings on. Um, got a couple of things. Lads also, lads also having, having surgery, right? Oh, that is true. Oh, thank you, John. Yes. Yes. That's correct. Uh, cleaning up something with his knee. Um, I imagine he he's having arthroscopic surgery or whatever, like the, mm-hmm. where they like fix the MCL or whatever. Yeah. 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 So I think they, had, you know, that had kind of been bothering him all year. So, um, the, let's see what else we got. Um, all, all the transfers lad. Was there anybody, is there anybody else that's undergoing surgery or anything like that? I haven't not. Well, not that I, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I didn't have anything else jotted down there. We'll have to, we'll have to ask the, Ask the um the the knowledge <laughs> the knowledge panel. <laughs> we'll have to, to put glasses on. We'll have to put glasses on. Put glasses on. Um, as I always like to do, John, I went back and listened not to the whole thing, but to some of our season preview. Um, <laughs> couple, couple of things to call out. One, just like I, I'm not going to run through all of it, but one thing that we had we had talked about that we were not really like concerned, but just something to think about heading into the season was all the coaching turnover, right? So you know. We had turnover at uh, defensive coordinator, defensive back, outside linebackers, wide receivers, offensive line coach, all that change. Um, and to be able to weather that, you know, um, and bring in some new coaches, others being elevated with promotions like with Schumann and Mushamp, um, just a, just amazing uh, to culminate in a 15-0 and season. And, and the, the one thing, John, like that y- you said, uh, the only thing that you were potentially munsoning over with Stacy Searles. So that was that was actually brought up in the season preview episode. Your concern for, for Stacy Searles. So that, that started early. Which hey, yes. You know, hey, got, he, figured, he figured it out. Yes. Yes. I, yes, for sure. We we we've been over that. We've been over that. Um I think that they were posed in in regards to their their offensive line award, the Joe Moore award, mm. the Moorehead award. Yeah. Um which I believe was a contributing factor to Van Bram coming back. I think he was just um, he felt disrespected, and so he had to come back and, and correct that wrong. Um, I think, I mean, Stetson even said, you know, on some of the interviews postseason so far, uh, I think he was on. It was it was actually for the Manning Award, where he 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 said that you know he had to give it up to his teammates all season long. He had been sacked like five or six times or something like that, or nine yeah, times. It's, yeah, it's something, crazy. Something stupid like that. Yeah. And then Archie Manning was like, "Well, I got you beat. I got I got sacked like eleven times in one game when he was playing." And Stetson was like, "Wow, <laughs> uh, amazing!" Speaking of the speaking of the Manning Award, it's going to be interesting to see because uh, I was just curious, like who all has won the Manning Award? Because you know, mm-hmm. that's the best. That's allegedly like the best quarterback in the in the country, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the purpose of the award. Yeah, as judged by. And the Mannings all have a vote. I think it, like it's so it's a collection of media, um, but then also the the Mannings have some sort of say in it. Got it. Well, you know, you look at those, you look at all those, all those guys that have won it. You got mm. Matt Leinart, Vince Young, Jamarcus Russell, Matt Ryan, Tim Tebow, mm. Robert Griffin, Johnny Menzel, Jimmy Swinston, Marcus Mariota, Deshaun Watson won it twice. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Mac Jones, Bryce Young, and Stetson Bennett. Uh, that is pretty elite company. Um, you know, as that as that projects to the NFL draft, like I don't see too many sixth round draft picks on that on that list, sir. Yeah, yeah. So um, 
and it'll be interesting to see you know is is he gonna is he gonna buck that trend of or that that the 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 going theory is is that he's gonna be like a fifth or sixth round pick right yeah i i'm I'm curious to see if he ends up at the senior bowl or not because it sounds like that's still up in the air and so i i I read something about today. I can't tell if the holdup is on the senior bowl side or if he's basically been invited and he's trying to decide if he's going to go. I I couldn't get a good read on that, on what is actually going on there. Um, That would be huge, you know, because that when you're at the senior bowl, yeah, I mean, that's like the number one uh, postseason, you know, game like that where all, you know, all teams are represented, represented there. Um, you got a big opportunity um, to showcase yourself there. So that'll be a big deal if he does end up at the senior bowl. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that. And does, do they have to like decide or like, does he get it? Yeah, they have or? to, they have to invite him and then he has to accept it. And so I don't um, know like what's going on right now, like whether he hasn't been invited or if he's been invited and hasn't accepted. I'm not sure. Um, interesting. I couldn't tell. It, it sounds like there's some sort of conversation going on <clears throat> with them right now. Hmm. Okay, but I don't know. I guess while we're on Stetson, I had a couple of uh, things to to point out on on some of his accomplishments over the season. Um, so these first ones I got from John Frierson, uh at GeorgiaDogs.com. So um, Stetson at in the TCU win. Uh, so he ended up he set a school single season record for passes completed and three hundred and ten passes attempted four hundred fifty four. And passing yards, 4,127. So those are all single season records of Georgia. Um, his completion percentage this year of 68.28% is the best in program history. Um, and his 4,332 yards of total offense this season are also the most in program history. Uh, so he's got the most passing yards and his total offense ever in a single season in program history. Um couple of things I, I picked up on. Um, he actually tied DJ Shockley for the most touchdowns accounted for in a single game with six touchdowns in a game. Uh, so Shockley did that against Boise, Boise State back Boise, in 05. Yeah. yeah. I think he had like five passing and one rushing, and Stetson had four passing and two rushing. Um, he also accounted for 37 touchdowns this season total, Stetson did. Uh, that ties Aaron Murray for second all-time in a single season. Uh, Murray did that in 2011. Uh, Murray is also first uh, in, from his 2012 season. He accounted for 39. Um, so only two touchdowns behind uh, Aaron Murray as far as touchdowns in a single season. Um, and then Aaron's going to Aaron's going to remind him of that. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for the Which rest I, of time. I do love that Aaron is Aaron's like a big proponent of like Stetson's the goat. Um, so uh, I, I was so I'm, I'm sure he'll be happy to still have uh, at least some leverage over the goat. Um, yeah, seriously, <laughs> it's interesting how, how Aaron Murray has kind of evolved into like one of the Stetson's biggest cheerleaders. Right. I feel like that. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, maybe it's just me and my perception, but like, I feel like that he was a little kind of like us, like he was a lot like us. And then at some point yeah. the, the light, the light switched. And like, I don't know if he started like proactively seeking out that like hmm. consultation or whatever, but like, right. He, he was in the stands. He was. He was in the streets, like cheering for him. So I, I applaud Aaron Murray for being a damn good dog. I applaud DJ Shockley, and then you had Matt Stafford afterwards uh, at the national championship. Like it's good to see that fraternity of Georgia quarterbacks um, placing, you know, bending bending the knee, so to speak. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. Um, the only one I, only other one I picked up is uh, for career touchdowns. Um, Stetson accounted for eighty. Um, 
So he's that puts him at third all time um, behind Aaron Murray. Again, his first uh, with 137 career touchdowns. Uh, he finished uh, one touchdown behind Jake Fromm. Uh, so Jake Fromm accounted for 81 touchdowns and Stetson accounted for 80. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, mm. So, yep. So I don't know. That's only a handful. That's only a handful of seasons too for Stetson. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's basically roughly like two seasons kind of, you know, maybe two, two and some change. Uh, Cause he wasn't the full-time starter, you know, in 2020 yeah. um, or <laughs> right. 2021. Right. But you know, he got the extra games more there, but still, I mean, you know, not even really a full three years. Yeah. It would have been interesting if he could have played at that level for, you know, his entirety of entirety of his career or whatever, but um, yeah. he had some, he had some, he had some shoes to fill, which we've talked about this, but like, I think that we both kind of thought that at the beginning, like that's, you know, from and this offense would have done really well. Like obviously Stetson made the best of his opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess the only other thing I'll call out, uh, we may have already kind of talked about this a little bit, but uh, we did both pick Georgia to go 12 and 0 in the regular season. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> when I, I listened back, I was kind of wavering about to say 11 and one. And I basically said I was uh not superstitious, but a little stitious. And I felt like it'd be my fault if we lost a game. <laughs> I told no. Um, and then you can't, you got the closest in the playoff. Uh, your playoff that you went with was Georgia, Alabama, Ohio state and Michigan. Uh, so you, you only missed one. I missed two. I, I had the infamous Utah pick. Uh, they obviously didn't make it. So. <laughs> I mean, how many people had TCU in the playoff? <laughs> yeah. There's no way anyone did. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, stats of war. Mattress Mac. <laughs> well played well played um i feel like i have now i don't know i guess i've kind of now um like settled in like last time we talked i kept i kept being like i still can't believe it i can't believe it um i guess i can now and 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 like looking back i don't know i guess again my whole thing is like like on the on the macro level of like back to back it's just so crazy to me that we were able to do that um but you know thinking about it, like i guess we kind of predicted it um, so like it, it was expected, but you know, my entire life have expected things out of Georgia football and, and they didn't come to fruition. So these are, uh, I don't know, high times for, for Georgia fans and the team, obviously, but <laughs> the, the time, the times they are good. Yeah. Yeah. These are, these are the good old days. These are the good old days. I mean, like, what do you, I don't know. I, 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 I was, I was debating if we want to hit pivot to the listener questions or just talk anything more just about the season in general. Um, just, I, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of curious just around like, what it, like, what does it mean? Like, what does this mean for the Georgia program going forward? Like where, where we're at and, and to be here. I don't know. Just any thoughts you have about that? I guess I kind of liken it to like, I, I, this, this, this will go out the shout out to, um to Hoops Mafia. This okay. is kind of like the Taylor Swift breakout. This, this was kind of like the Taylor Swift breakout song. 2021 was kind of like, you know, Tim McGraw or whatever. <laughs> and then, and then she drops another hit and then she drops another hit, another hit. And it just feels like that we're like, mm. you can feel, you can feel the ride down the mountain starting. Yeah. And, and obviously that first year was, was a big drop uh, in terms of like fun. And then yeah. it's been even better. And then now you just have the snowball of, it's just the economies of scale, like the compound interest that is the elite level recruiting that Kirby Smart has put forth. Right. Um we are reaping the rewards of what 
stellar and excellent and elite level roster management looks like and a coach that has embraced a staff and a culture that understands how to maximize what it has out of its personnel as well as how to find replacements for the holes that it creates in that telling yeah um, they have been able to dip into the portal when needed um, obviously that's something that's kind of like we'll wait and see but like by and large i don't think that there's an analyst out there that would tell you that we got weaker in the portal um yeah you you the people that you're losing are not like just flat out like head scratchers. I think the only question mark might be AD Mitchell, but like yeah. I think there's extenuating circumstances there. But we, we replaced him with a better receiver by and large, statistically, two of them. Um mm-hmm. so I mean you got you're able to keep guys around. Um you've got two freshmen that were like shining on a national stage in the national championship final, like CFP final. I, it, it's just it's just a ride down the mountain and we're just rolling through the hits, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. And I, I, I think like one of the things you hit on in there was the, the culture that, that Kirby has created. I mean, these guys have so bought in to the entire idea of Georgia football and the pillars of Georgia football and the connection. Um, I mean, something we didn't talk about. I don't know if you've seen this, um, uh, it was, this was definitely on the, I think on the sec inside, uh, a couple of things I'd recommend for folks to watch. If you haven't seen it yet, the sec inside, it was on both the peach bowl, um, and the championship game was excellent. Uh, it's just a 30 minute show. Um, there's an ESPN plus series, like inside the playoff. I actually liked the sec inside one a little bit better. Um, but I can't remember if this was from, from which one it was, but have you seen like, like Nolan Smith, like literally had a composure card that he was holding. Uh, during the peach bowl. And like mm. when, when, when we were fell behind Ohio state, Nolan Smith was like flashing the, like he, he pulled out, he literally pulled out his composure card. <laughs> it was like composure and like holding it up to other players. Uh, like to keep your composure is pretty funny. Uh, I loved it, but you know, that was always one of the, one of the things that Kirby talked about. Um, but it, it, and I mean, I feel like they like literally believe that, that they were doubted by everyone. Um, like, you know, we're hearing all the speeches and, you know, guys saying like, you you thought we were going to go six and six and things like that. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I I think there were clearly like individual games that some talking heads had, had picked Georgia to lose. People maybe didn't pick Georgia to go to the playoff. Clearly no one picked, picked Georgia to go like six and six, and six. But I mean, you know, Kirby turned that into, a, I think, a big motivating factor for this team. And it, it worked. Um, so, you know, when, when you've got bunch of individuals, you know, like-minded and thinking towards the same goals and thinking the same way it, it, it can pay dividends. So it's that culture is just a huge part of it. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's a culture of excellence. Like, I mean, some of the just little, little nuggets of things that I didn't know have come out recently. And unfortunately, you know, some of the details are surrounded in, in, in the situation with Devin and Chandler, but like, hmm. I didn't, I didn't know that, until Kirby Smart came that we were carting recruits around in golf carts. When Kirby Smart came, they changed that to luxury SUVs, like something as simple as that. So when they talk about being committed to winning and financially committed to winning are two different things, like, you know, that's one of the things that Kirby brought to the table was that financial commitment to his vision. And that vision is reaping the rewards because you know, not everybody can, not everybody can operate the copter 24 seven, not everybody can <laughs> right. afford to get the SUV. So like all the money you donate 
you know, Hartman Fund guys like mm. and gals, um, you know, all of the efforts that we as a an entity um, in the state, we're we're all reaping the benefits of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Awesome. I'm trying um, to think. I'm trying to think. Uh, like, I guess, I guess, like some. Are we before we get into? Are we about to go into listener questions? We can. I mean, we can do whatever, John. This is our podcast. <laughs> well, I guess some questions that I had for you. Okay. Like, what do you like other than other than obviously winning the national championship? Like, what as you look back <laughs> on like the regular season? Like, what what was the highlight of? What was your high? What was your low? Like, we always do that at the at the kitchen table. Like, what's your high? What's your low? And what yeah. was your high? Or maybe let's start. What was your low of the season, and then what was your high? Uh, so the low. Mm, okay, so I started to say like some point in the Missouri game, um, but I don't think that's actually true because we've talked about that. We talked about it a lot. Like it, it's it always felt like we were going to find a way in that game. There was no true despair. So I guess I would say it was um, C.J. Stroud's last scramble in the Peach Bowl. Um, when he made that run and we tackled him at like the 31 yard line, I thought it was over. Um, I thought that was the game winning play. Um, and so I would say that, that moment right there, my heart sunk and I was like, oh my gosh. And you know that, and like the feeling, the thoughts started going through like, well, you know what? Like we won it all last year. We won the SEC SEC championship, like, you know, um, Stetson did all that he could you know, like he led the fourth quarter comeback and, you know, things like that start running through your mind. Uh, so I would say that like that, and that didn't last long. Right. Cause I will say like, I came back up on the tackle for loss on the next play. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> 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 There's hope. There's hope. Uh, that made me feel a little bit better, but I would think that that individual moment was my, was my lowest. What about you? So uh, I'm going to redirect you. So that okay. was, I'll allow it. Uh, this is <laughs> let me put my, my sombrero on, kick back, like I'll allow it. But I, I said, what was your regular season? I know that oh, I'm the, sorry. I know the CFP was. I know the CFP okay. was. Uh, so I guess it was. I guess it has to be Missouri. It has to be it has Missouri. To be Missouri. Okay. Um, okay, let me let me pinpoint a specific moment in the Missouri okay. game too. Uh, when their running back was like running down the middle of the field wide, like looked like he was going to have a breakaway <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> And then, and, and again, cause I, I'm going to, I'm going to try to, I'm trying to kind of repeat what I did. <laughs> My last answer that I answered it incorrectly is that like, and then what brought me back up was seeing Malachi Starks run him down uh, and, and make that tackle, um, which I think as far as regular season goes, that's probably the play of the regular season. Uh, Malachi Starks making that tackle. I dare to say, dare to say that Malachi hunted him down. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> because he was like a cheetah on a gazelle oh my gosh he was i mean dude i mean he was like flying to track him down so yeah yeah i, I would agree i would agree yeah that's a those are those are good ones i would say that like the low that i had um the low that i had uh was I, I, it's not like necessarily one moment if i had to pick one moment it would probably be something something to do with the missouri game that's a good one. That's a good, that's a good one that you had. If you recall, like in, in the podcast, like I was always talking to like the statistics, the statistics were pointing to the Ohio state game that I was afraid to play. Like my low was just watching that number just never change the entirety of the season mm-hmm. and just being dreaded. I dreaded playing them. Like I did not want to play Ohio state. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, that, that was, was a theme kind of throughout the, lowest... the podcast. Like you mentioned it all throughout the season that that was the team that concerned you. Yeah, that was that was the one thing that I was worried about. I felt like that if there was a team that could could beat us, it was Ohio State, and frankly, that 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 played out. Although they had a lot of help from us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was. Yeah, I would say that that was kind of the lowest I felt. And I, if I'm being honest, like I was, I was definitely a little irritated and felt a little, a little like uh, I wouldn't say I guess disrespectful, disrespected or whatever when Tennessee t- overtook number one when I didn't mm-hmm. feel like they, they deserved it. That was a little, that was a little low point as well. But yeah, yeah, I was, I'm just curious. Uh, you mentioned like the play of the season, so like that's a, that's a good one. I didn't think about like what my play of the season would have been. Um, Stetson running, Stetson running for like what seemed like an eternity up the middle against Auburn. That's, another, <laughs> that's, that's a good another one. great one. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> um, I think for your your other one was so I guess regular season. Like, well, it's the high, right? Like the highest moment point. And I mean, I I, I think it's got to be that Tennessee game for me as far as regular season, um, especially where they you know they were back, right? In their mind, they're back. <clears throat> All the Tennessee fans came out of the woodwork that had been in hiding since 1998. Um, and we remembered what they were like uh, for a week. And, um, you know, and then like also, it also it even kind of made it feel better afterwards. The fact that like, you know, the rain came in and we didn't blow them out like we could have. And then they they kept being like, oh, well, it was just the rain. Like it kind of made that actually made it a little bit sweeter. But like, you know, like, like um the the Stetson touchdown in that game um the rushing touchdown let let McConkey wide open uh the stadium just getting incredibly loud uh so I'd go I'd go Tennessee and also you know you know shout out Will Kaplan um we had raising canes that day so <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true I would say that that was that entire like day was was the high for me like got to yeah. go didn't go into the game but obviously we were there like the memory that i have of carter and his buddies just berating tennessee fans after the game was also pretty sweet yes yes (laughs) oh man man. yeah that that was that was the high and then obviously game day and it was kind of like a culmination of like all of the things that you i don't know enjoyed about georgia football like we got to have the great great tailgating got to have the atmosphere of espn got to have the atmosphere of a top 10 matchup and you know, we spanked them. Um, yeah, got to have my kid there. Like, and my neighbor came with this, and it was it was fun. Yeah, you were I there. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna try to save a little face and say, John. Obviously, the the high point was when we got to go to the game together with our wives. That was obviously the high point. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best moment of my life. <laughs> Uh, Jim, Jim, blink. don't sound too, too too sarcastic. We did have we did have a great day that day. Blink twice if you need help. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good times, good times. That was fun. Lou, 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 trying to pull up on that tech fan was also pretty funny. <laughs> uh, too good, too good. Let's see some other things. Um, uh, so we did a high low. We talked about the, the plays of the season. Um, how about a surprise of the season? Uh, we've got, there is a, or there's a listener question. I think about like surprise player. Um, All right. Let's well, all right. So that's surprise player. Was there a surprise in general that like maybe is outside of the the player um, side of side of things? Like, yeah, I would say like, I I think, I guess another surprise, um, 
It could be. It's, it doesn't have to be Georgia related. It could be another team. Like, well, I mean, I mean, the craziest thing I saw all season was the TCU when they ran the whole offense off the field and the special teams on the field for the buzzer beater field goal to beat Baylor. I mean, that was the craziest thing I saw all season that I can think of. <laughs> um, next to the Brock Bowers uh, touchdown against Florida, maybe. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's that. I was going to say just like in general, just like on the schedule. I, I think like one of the things I want to stop doing is like looking at the schedule ahead of season and being like disappointed in certain things because it's like back-to-back years, right? It's like, oh, the home schedule, you know, this is bad, this is bad. And it's like, you know, last year it was like, Arkansas came out of nowhere and was a huge home game. And then in Kentucky too. And then like this year, you know, Tennessee, like we definitely didn't think game day was going to be in town for Georgia, Tennessee this year. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, so as we look at next year's home schedule, which again, doesn't look, you know, great. uh, Let's see what happens, (laughs) you know, let's let the season play out and and we'll, we'll kind of, we'll see what happens there. So. I agree. Surprise. Um, I, I tell you what, I'm a big surprise that I've had is like how inept the University of Florida is, um, or oh, sorry, sorry, Jim. How end up the University of Florida oh, is? Yes, many, many, many else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, what? I, I don't. I expected a little bit more of a fight from them this season, but yeah, that's that's fair. <clears throat> yeah, it was a good season. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. All right. Why don't, why don't we go through the list of questions? There's some pretty good ones in here that get to some kind of macro or I don't know, some specific season stuff. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. And then if there's anything else we feel like we left out, we can, we can hit those. Let's do it. All right. Um, let's see. First up, Scotty Brown. Uh, Stetson was obviously the offensive MVP. Was there a better unsung hero than Marcus Rosamie Jack Saint? He was a constant presence in the wide receiver room and made crucial catches at big spots Seems like he never gets love. Love the pod. Go dogs. So what do you think about that? I don't know. I mean, I, I think that he had he had great moments. I think you could also make an argument for uh Kiaris Jackson. You know, he had some he had some pretty big plays as well. Yeah. Some clutch moments. Um I think who was it who was it that came in for for Tate Ratledge when he was hurt? Was it Truss? Was it Truss? Well, no, Truss was there. I mean, it would have been Willock, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, Devin, I'll say this while we're on that note. Again, I mentioned, you know, watching like, a couple of things to watch. Um, if you go back and watch that SEC inside, uh, Devin was in on all those huge plays at the end of the Peach Bowl. Um, yeah. You know, he was in at guard on the long touchdown to Arian Smith. He was in on the two point conversion. Uh, he was in on the touchdown pass to AD Mitchell. Um, so, yeah, I mean, because I know he had he had two starts um this season and i'm trying to think if there would have been anyone else in playing in there back then because they did we did do a bunch of moving around um but d would have been devin um and i was just gonna say with 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 rosamy um you know he was one of the guys that like kind of preseason that i was looking for as far as like a feel-good story right like i mean he had the devastating ankle injury um you know in the florida game in the COVID year um Trey had done like a nice like offseason video for for Marcus on like you know his kind of comeback and, and working out and everything. So um, he was the guy, you know, another guy that unfortunately is in the portal. Don Blaylock actually, again, like if you watch some kind of season highlight type stuff, he had he he had like some big catches and some pretty big moments. Um, specifically, we talked about the Missouri game. Uh, Blaylock had a really big catch um, in in traffic against Missouri. Um, and had a really big um, 
catch against Ohio State as well. Um, so, but I think I think uh, I think Rosemary is a, a, is a good one there, an unsung hero. I think I think my I think my vote still stands with um, with Devin probably. Yeah. Um, I don't think that we got to appreciate him as much as we probably could have. Um, obviously, for yeah, unfortunate unfortunate reasons. And then I think Darnell. Darnell was also another kind of unsung hero. Like as much as like you may say that you're like, nah, he was everybody respected that. But like right. he didn't put up the stats that Brock did. He didn't have end arounds like Brock did and all that kind of stuff. Like he had some good catches. I think if we're all being honest, like he probably had a little bit of a disappointing season from a stats standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, but but as a as a extension of the offensive line and as a run blocker, as a I mean, he was he was huge. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a good one. It's a good one. Anyway. All right. Let's see. Uh, James. Yeah. J- James Lawson, 87. Uh, how much more broken would the rest of college football be if Georgia had done to Michigan what they did to TCU in the title game? So swap, same result, but it's Michigan, uh, you know, it, instead of Ohio State. I mean, I, I think everyone would be up, up in their fields. Um, I mean, we kind of did that last year, so I don't know. Yeah, well, that is true. That is true. But if we had, I mean, you know, we had the if we were the Big Ten champs this year and, and be both of them. Oh yeah, yeah, that would have been amazing. Yeah, honestly, honestly, that's what that's what I wanted. I wanted my my Michigan buddy and I were talking about like, man, it would have been Michigan would have put up a bigger fight than this. I'm like, you guys lost. <laughs> right. Yeah, you lost to them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I do think people would be in their fields. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much of a difference it would make because of that fact. I mean, like Michigan did lose to them. Um, but yeah, but, but to go to run through two big 10 teams like that, I mean, you know, it would have been a, I mean, the sec definitely would have been touting it too, or at least our commissioner. Would, <laughs> for sure. You know? yeah, for sure. <laughs> people, I think no matter what people would have still been like, ah, you guys shouldn't have been there. Ohio state should have won. Like, yeah, right. Whatever. Right. Well, and uh, you know, we, we, we would have gotten the in Michigan injury excuses, um, you know, just like everyone, except theirs would have been their running back. So they're yeah, instead of a receiver. So that's true. That's true. I don't know, like talking about the Ohio State thing just made me think of another like just wrinkle that's like totally unfair. Like everybody, nobody, nobody ever talks about the fact that Georgia, like whenever we talk about like in in the the annals of college football, Mm -hmm. like the 2012 was the year that Alabama, you know, capped their their back to back right they did it in mm-hmm. 2011 2012 right yeah well that took that 2012 game in the sec championship like we had them on the ropes dude we gave them all that they could handle and it came down to us making a mistake at the very end yeah and nobody talks about like oh you guys should have lost to georgia you guys should have lost to georgia like nobody talks about it that way why is it why why is it that when they make a mistake that we have to accept that as a, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, not, not to mention like we were without Marlon Brown, who was one of our best receivers this season. Uh, Cause he had gotten injured against Ole Miss. So take that Alabama. They only beat us because we did have Marlon Brown. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's what we need to start saying. <laughs> and, and, and Chris Conley couldn't bat the ball down. <sighs> I don't, I can't, I can't fault Chris Conley for that. <laughs> see, see the ball, catch the ball. That's you're like trade your whole life to do that. Um, all right, let's, let's go to Jalja. Um, what does it say about Heisman voting now that Stetson won the Manning Manning Award? Um, Heisman voting is a joke. It uh, is the Heisman yeah. Award is a complete travesty of college football. There's so much so much pressure applied to it, so much marketing, so much pageantry associated with it, and literally we are playing 
two additional games before it gets awarded. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I agree. It's it's silly. Three, and three, three, right? They awarded before the conference championship, right? Or is it after? I can't remember. It was it is after the conference championship game. Okay. At, okay. Or conference championship weekend, I guess. Yeah. It is after that. But yeah, so you've got yeah. I mean, yeah, and just the 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 regional, you know, we we're in this it's in this weird spot, right? Where like, you know, college football was a regional sport and now it's trying to become a national sport. And, you know, and like changing the postseason models, et cetera, but the Heisman is still regional. And you've got these like voters that are basically kind of like protecting their local guys and, and things like that. And when you look at those regional ballots, it's all very, it's all very weird. So yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think it's, I think it's kind of, I think it's silly. Um, I, I think the two best, the two best players played in the Peach Bowl in Stetson Bennett and CJ Stroud. That's my opinion. I agree. All right. Um, all school. All school, uh, before I read your question, I just want to say thank you for retweeting and hitting us uh, with the Punk Tactics video every single week. Uh, <laughs> got a kick out of that. I loved it. Um, she said, I was wondering what our offensive line will look like before the tragedy with Devin Willock. Uh, it has been a strength the last few years. Will it still be next year? Uh, do you think the offensive line will affect who wins the quarterback job uh, if we need someone more mobile versus more pocket-oriented? Uh I, I mean, I, I think um, I can't remember uh, when we got the Cedric Van Pran news as opposed to when we solicited for these questions. I, I think you know that made me feel a lot better. Um, I would feel, you know, I would have felt better if we had either had, you know, Broderick Jones not leave early or uh, Warren McClendon take advantage of a super senior year, um, which he didn't, um, you know, but I, I mean, I, I think the offensive line might actually be pretty good next year. Um, so mm. I don't, I don't, I actually don't think I'll say it this way. Uh, Munkin may want a mobile quarterback because he's gotten used to having one with Stetson and maybe something like that, but I don't think we need it to say like mask uh, poor offensive line play for what it's worth. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not super, I'm not super concerned about the offensive line, but I will I will await I will await the rosters as they come out because let me let me shoot Tim. Like there could be guys that transfer in and out like <laughs> between yeah, now a, and, between now and spring practice. But as it stands right now, I'm not super concerned about the offensive yeah. line. No, you're right. There there is another transfer window when guys can go into the portal after G Day, just for what it's worth. Um all right, let's go to Dwight. Uh Dwight, you should definitely go uh go and support Bulldogs battling breast cancer. Uh it's our buddy Dwight. Uh do you think therapy may be needed for Brett Thorson going to 2023? He may need some positive image building after the emotional scars left by Stetson. He needs to know his worth and the dog nation loves him. Hashtag hug up hunter today. So I think <laughs> Dwight was riffing off of the incredible uh video that um that Thorson tweeted out. Uh, where he basically put hit was his his face and Stetson's face, uh, over a video, um, from Talladega, Talladega Nights, I believe. Uh, oh, where he was wanting to slingshot, he was wanting yeah. to like, uh, <laughs> yes, Ricky Bobby to slingshot him. He's like, but if I do that, <laughs> then I don't, then, then I don't win. I'm not gonna uh, win. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I do, uh, I, I love Thorson's attitude like all year with the like the Stetson Bennett, not like Australians. And all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then yeah, I'll say, I'll say this. He, he, he shouldn't need it after the, what the 75 yard punt that he had against Tennessee uh, mm-hmm. from the field and led to the, I guess what should have been a safety, but referees didn't call it one. 
and then led to a uh, Lad McConkie touchdown. So uh, I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to say no. Uh, but if he does need any therapy, uh, my got a podcast is here for you, Brett. Uh, the, let's have a talk to you through anything. The officially unofficial punter of my guy to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Lula 34. And then I also, we also got a similar question from Trent Thacker. Um, who is taking Kiera's place next season uh, for the podcast? Not on the field. Are there any front runners yet for y'all? Uh, and Trent had actually sent in a, a suggestion um, for unofficial official wide receiver of my got a podcast. Now that uh, Kiaris is, is, is moving on uh, to, to the NFL. Um, Trent, Trent had actually recommended uh, Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint, um, who, who, who we talked about earlier. Um, mm. Let me see here. That's he had good. said ever since his gruesome injury in the Florida game, a few years back, I found myself rooting for him. Uh, similar to Kiaris. It felt like he's always under the radar but has big play potential. Uh, his touchdown catch where he went up high under the crossbar against Tennessee this season was awesome. Also feels like he's been on the team for like 17 years now. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like he's been there forever. I think Trent makes a good case, makes a good case. Um, I don't know. It was lad too big because, you know, one, one of the things we haven't talked about a lot is the fact that the law firm is, is closed its doors uh, with Stetson moving on. Um, the law firm is no longer. And, you know, so does Lad need to be the unofficial official because he can't? He's not part of the law firm anymore because Bennett's gone. Hmm. Lad may be too big time. Lad, I think is is too obvious. Although at the time, Kiaris was obvious. So that's <laughs> true. We, when we did that, um, that's true. I don't know. There's a. I mean, I guess it depends on it depends on who the starter becomes, right? Like I could see a couple of law firm. There's a couple of law firm combinations there. Well, oh, oh, oh man, sorry. Are you are you saying we need to pull for Brock Vandegrift so we can have Vandegrift <laughs> and McConkey <laughs> <laughs> uh, and associates? I mean, Stockton. Stockton is another good one too. Stockton like, and McConkey. Right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Unfortunately, Carson Beck just doesn't have a great law firm name. Sorry, Carson. <laughs> it's not. A, it's not a good. Uh, although, although if you reverse it, McConkey and Beck, like I can maybe see it. Mm, mm. I'll say this: if uh, if he had not gone into the portal, I think Blaylock would have been a leader leader, leader there for me. Um, although you know he's in the portal, he has not yet emerged from the portal, so you never know. Where's the, where's the noise? Where's the noise? Maybe yeah, he can emerge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So he's in the portal, but we have not yet heard him emerge. So as of right now, he's kind of in there. He's hanging out. We'll see. We'll see if he if, if he if he reemerges at Georgia. Oh, that'd be that'd be pretty amazing. He pulls a Robert Beal goes or you know Amarius Mims goes into the portal and comes back out uh, at Georgia. I'd, I'd be all for that. So I, I think what I'm hearing is we we need to table until we know the finalized roster because college football is crazy. I think. Yes. Okay. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I I mean, it's hard for me to not look at the the in, the incoming guys. And not root for the the rah 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 Thomas. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, but Marcus, uh, yeah, Rosby Jackson. Like that's yeah. Okay, that's we can say good, he's, the leading, he, he's, he's the leading. He's the leading candidate. He's leading right now. He's he's leading. Uh, but we reserve the right uh to establish an official, unofficial official receiver in the fall. <laughs> in the fall. Yes. Uh, amazing. All right. Uh, Brett Building. Uh, Brett, back to back building, as he's now known on Twitter. What is your favorite <laughs> gift from this season? Mm. 
This is a tough one. Oh, such a, tough a good one. question. Such a good question. <laughs> I mean, I think for me, the fa- my favorite gift was um, Stetson with a cigar in his mouth, pointing at a championship belt. Mm. Which I don't know, what was the belt from? Like, what was that belt? Is it just like a belt they had? Or like, does it have a meaning? Like, what's yeah? what was the, uh, what was the belt for? Oh, yeah, we need the inside sources story on that. I actually don't know. Um, yeah, like, who made that? Where did he get it from? I'm not sure. Or is it, was it Pastor Troy? Doesn't Pastor Troy have like a... I mean, Pastor like Troy a, is known for walking around belts. So I don't know. If he gave it to him, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that would have been amazing. I don't know. We'll have to, we're going to put, we're, we're going to put some glasses on. We'll have to put glasses on it. Um, you know, there were some really good ones like right at the beginning of the season. You had the Stetson winking. Um, mm, that's a classic. You had, you had Andrew Smart waving at the camera and then running away, like waggling his tongue everywhere. Um, <laughs> in the Oregon post game interview, the, that was a good one. Um, <laughs> we had, uh, you know, we, Kirby followed up FTMF with FDMF, the f- first down um, <laughs> in the South Carolina on, on the turnover. That was a good one as well. Um, he so, also had the 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 reeling reeling it um, in. Yeah, yeah. Like the, was it that was Tennessee, right? I think that was Tennessee. I can't remember what that was from, but it was funny. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm gonna go with Stetson winking. I'm gonna go with Stetson winking. Uh, I, I think I think it's only right for us both to pick a Stetson gif. Uh, an ode, an ode to the mailman. An ode to the mailman. Yes. I made I made some fun ones like the the gift that I made that's like totally unrelated to the games or whatever was like the when the CFP like when Tennessee got locked out <laughs> of the, the college football playoff final and I I made the gift of uh, um, uh, the Godfather where they close the door to the wife <laughs> she's out there outside looking in right and everybody's everybody's kissing the ring so I I I made that one I posted that on this thread that was a fun one I yeah, laughed out loud. Sometimes yeah. I just have ideas. Sometimes I just have ideas for like ways that I can just drop gifts in there outside of just the game, <laughs> right? The, the ridiculous game stuff, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, notice I did not uh put the uh, Peloton Dennis Morton uh Sitz and Bennett mashup. I didn't even put the My Got a Podcast logo on that one because that was like just a joke for me and Logan. <laughs> that was pretty funny though. I I thought <laughs> I, I appreciated it, okay. Okay, I wasn't. Uh, sure I did. That. I did also enjoy making the GIF of um, Kirby jumping and conjoined mm. with the video of Dooley jumping. Yep. Yep. Um, that was that was pretty fun. Um, what was, was another good. one? Oh, finger guns. Lad's finger guns was fun. Mm. That was a good one. That was a good one. And that that's that's one of the you know little inside baseball. That's one where you actually like texted me how much time was on the clock in the game when that happened. <laughs> to get a good screen rip of it, I texted uh, you a bunch of those. I, I still know, haven't I have, seen them. They're I in progress. They're actually, <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, again, new new computer. Uh, I guess I haven't said that on the podcast. I did. I, I got a new computer um, after the season. I was, I was actually kind of. This is how weird I am. I've needed a new computer for a while. Uh, John, you know this as my computer like literally crashed one time while we were recording um, my old one, <laughs> and I was like, I didn't want to throw off the mojo. <laughs> middle of the season so i waited um it would have been your fault it would have been my fault it would have been my fault i'm weird so oh <laughs> uh, too funny i'll, I'll get uh, i'll get them out i've got i actually have the video on my computer for those i just need to convert them in, i guess another fun one that i had making was the i made a law firm gif the the mcconkey and bennett one. Oh, that's first, right first, i made it at the very end i don't know that i haven't even used it more than once but it was under i should we should have had that i should have had that idea earlier that's okay. That's okay. 
Okay, but see, fi- final answer though is the Stetson cigar in the belt. For final favorite. answer is yeah, that, that was my okay. favorite one. Okay, 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 fair, fair. When, uh, when, trigger, when trigger tray when trigger tray goes, that give that give hard AF. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, although, although speaking of trigger tray, one of my favorite gifts that we used all season long was the white men are dangerous with trigger trays logo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Which uh, I don't know in case anyone doesn't follow Trey, it's, it's the, there's a scene. What is it? It's Pocahontas, right? So I think it's, it's like a, Pocahontas. Yeah. Poca, there's a scene in Pocahontas where like the chief comes out and announces these white men are dangerous and Trey posts that video uh, and then like tags like Stetson and Brock and McConkey. <laughs> <laughs> he posts he posts pictures of their like their ESPN like player card or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's in his def- in his defense, like his video is is way more funny because like you can <laughs> you get the full effect. These white yeah. men are dangerous, and then he enunciates, "No one is to go near them." Yes, yes. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's so good. The, dude, the first time he like texted that to us, I was <laughs> I was. I like I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Uh, <laughs> so funny. So funny. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, okay. This one was tough and I did some looking up on it. So F- Fletcher Proctor, um, I've heard Gunnar Stockton compared to Connor Shaw, which would be a great player on Georgia. Who would you draw a comparison for Brock Vandegrift or Carson Beck? Uh, I was, mm. I was struggling on this. Um, so I, I found some other folks who had comparisons for them. And unless you've got anything, John, um, for someone you'd compare to, but I, I did a, a little bit of research on this. I'll let you answer then. Cause I was not a good researcher on this question. Okay. So I, so I actually found like a, like a, like on the 24 seven sports composite, they, they have like, you know, where they've got all the, um, star ratings and everything. They actually have like a write up on everybody and, and a comparison. So for Brock, they had Jarrett Stidham, uh, which I thought was interesting. Um, hmm. you know, he's a little bit of a bigger guy. He, he, he can run and throw. Um, so I feel like that was an okay one. The next one, I'm not sure how big on this one I am is so for Beck. They had a, uh, again, I need a pronunciation guide. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser, uh, former Notre Dame quarterback that hit for Beck. Um, I feel like there's gotta be a better comparison, uh, than Kaiser for Beck. You know, I, I was trying to figure like, I mean, Fletcher gave, uh, Shaw in a non-Georgia quarterback. I was trying to, I was trying to like make a Georgia quarterback comparison to these guys and actually couldn't come up with a good one. Um, you know, I mean, cause like, I don't know. I mean, Brock, you know, Brock, huge arm cannon. Um, he can run. We, we've seen him run as well. He can move around, move around in the pocket. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like usually in, for Georgia, when we've had like big tall guys, I think of like, you know, uh, like an Eason, right. Who, who didn't, move. <laughs> you know, like, like Eason didn't mm. run a lot. Um, so I, I couldn't think of a good, uh, Georgia comparison really for either of them. I mean, Beck, you know, I, I feel like maybe, I mean, you know, Eason isn't terrible for Beck. I mean, he doesn't have quite the cannon of Eason and he's not, a, and he's not as tall. Uh, but he is a guy that's, I think is a little bit more pocket. I, I would say he can run better. Um, I think he's a better runner than Eason uh, Beck is from what I've seen, at least we've, we've had him run some, some zone reads, but so, yeah, so those, those are the guys I found online from 24 seven, but you know, nothing really came to mind, uh, which, you know, maybe that's good. We can just let them, uh, you know, be their own guy let them be their own player. So I, truth be told, I didn't have a good answer on this one. Uh, I've seen yeah. Brock Vandegrift compared to Joe Burrow. Mm, I like that. I like that. 
Um, I mean, I'd be good as, with it if it was a show like that. As far as Carson Beck, um, I don't know. I don't. I, I I I don't have anything for. I don't have anything for for Carson Beck offhand. I mean, I guess we just. I just haven't really seen enough of him, right? I haven't, you haven't I really seen these guys to really like. Is, so does is Beck a mobile at all, or is he mobile? I mean, yeah. I mean, we saw we've seen him take off and and run a little bit. That's where I'm saying, like, I mean, he's not. I would say he's he's not Stetson, but he's not. Um, I wouldn't put him so much like Eason either, because I feel like like Eason. I don't maybe like. Uh, I don't think like this is right either. I'll say what I was gonna say, like a right-handed David Green. Oh, mm, okay. I'd be okay with that if that comes to fruition, but I'm not sure because you know Green. Green, I mean, Green, like you wouldn't think of him as a runner, but he scored some rushing touchdowns. You know, he he could he could run a quarterback draw. Okay, here's a here's a Sports Illustrated comparison saying um, from from Mr. Brooks Austin saying mm. that uh, Carson Beck looks a lot like Jake Fromm. Hmm. Interesting. I think he's isn't he? I feel like he's a little bit taller than Fromm. Probably not a lot, but mm, I don't know. Uh, how tall is Carson Beck? Let's see. He's six four. So I, th- yeah. I think that I think that that's solidly a couple of inches taller than Jake Fromm, right? Yeah, Brock Jake's like, Jake's six one at best, <laughs> <laughs> right? Six uh, two. I was Jake? right. A couple of inches. Mm, I feel like that's generous, but that's okay. <laughs> not I that was, I not that I can talk. I'm like you know I I, I, I say that I'm five seven. <laughs> I read it. I read it. On, I read it on the internet. Yes, it must be true. Must be true. Hey, I, I I'd be all for that. I'd be all for that. I believe uh, I believe this is from Wikipedia. Okay. Okay. Well, while while we're on Fletcher's question, and we're about to get a question from uh UG Who's Mafia, we'll give the Georgia basketball a minute. Um so uh They're looking the good, right? Still yeah, looking good. Yeah, I mean the the unfortunate thing is you know, we we uh, dropped our first home game of the season uh, over the weekend against Vanderbilt, but it was a very tight, uh tightly contested game. Uh uh, I will say aided by the officials. Um, there was some kind of a really tough call late. Uh, Mike White also got a technical, um, but cause he was mad about something. So anyways, two point loss to Vanderbilt. So that one hurt um, lost on the road at Kentucky actually on my anniversary, which I was kind of surprised by because we actually won at Rep Arena on the day Kim and I got married. And I thought <laughs> it was like omens, you know, and we're going to be, we were playing there on our anniversary and we had the halftime lead and everything, uh, uh, but it didn't work out in the same. But I'll, I'll say uh, Georgia basketball is playing very good. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know, Fletcher, if you want to hear this, but I'll say they've exceeded my expectations in year one under Mike White. And they are, they're fun to watch. Like early in the season, for, I think the first time I watched them, it was kind of hard to watch. It didn't, I mean, they were still like meshing uh, a lot of transfers, a lot of new faces. Uh, I think they were still learning how to play together, but now, uh, I mean, they are a cohesive unit, uh, which is more than can be said about uh, the Tom Green coached teams. So, um, I've got to figure out, uh, I want to make it to a game. Uh, I was texting with Matt Moore recently trying to figure that out. If we could go, uh, go to a game this season. So JP, I'll let you know, uh, if we end up making that happen and may, may make a trick to Athens for a basketball game this season. Hmm. Well, uh, need to need to make that sooner than later. Cause things are only going to get crazier from here for after, after January 30th, uh, full, full, full blown soccer season starts back up. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. 
All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, UGA Hoops Mafia. Uh, was the game at South Carolina, or sorry, USC Junior, he said. Was the game at USC <laughs> Junior the best stadium emptying in Georgia history? Even in 2017 at Tennessee, the 1998 fans didn't start leaving in the second quarter like USC Junior fans did. Uh, it, it may have been. I mean, it emptied out in, in a hurry. Um, Sandstorm, uh, you know, w- was not bumping like it was pregame. Uh, the towels were not being waved. Uh, and then like the, the insult to injury with the, the late, uh, touchdown pass from Carson Beck, uh, to Oscar Delp, uh, was just icing on the cake for me in that game. So yeah, I honestly, I, I mean, I, I, I think it may be, I, I, I think you've got a good point there hmm. with John. I, I think UJ who's mafia shares your hatred for South Carolina, by the way. Yeah. South Carolina is the worst place on earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, so this is the surprise one I mentioned earlier. So, uh, Brian Michellis, uh, who is y'all's biggest surprise player of the year? Um, he's got a, actually he has two questions. So let's start with that one. Um, I've got one. Uh, if 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 you need to think, uh, biggest surprise player of the year, Javon Bullard. Oh my gosh! Ding ding ding! I'm like out of podcast. We agree. <laughs> <laughs> There's no notes for that at all. Yeah, yeah. I came Amazing. up with that one all on my own. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, like listening back um, to the preview, I, like I said, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I listened to a decent amount of it. I don't think we mentioned him. And, you know, I mean, again, uh, you know, um, Alabama, Ohio State, you know, they're not the only teams with attrition. Um, you know, William Poole was kind of slotted in there uh, preseason and, and early in the season there at the star position. Um, and, you know, we also lost Dan Jackson to injury. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, Bullard stepped up in a, in a big way and, uh, certainly didn't see him being defensive MVP <laughs> of multiple postseason games. Uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, seriously. That's, that's my vote for sure. Okay. All right. We agree. We agree. And did not plan that. All right. Um, okay. Then he, his second question, uh, was at what point in the season did y'all think we can win it all? Hmm. Uh, probably when we probably when we beat the piss out of Tennessee. Mm, yeah, yeah, I because um, because at that point at that point like the the comparison that I had for Tennessee was Ohio State, and I figured like, well, if we could do this to Tennessee, then that means that we could probably hang with Ohio State. That's when I started like not quite worrying as much, but like still, I wasn't superstitious. I was just a little stitious. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, that was that was the moment for me when I saw that we were able to do that against that type of offense. Um, yeah, that's that was my moment. Okay, uh, for me it was January tenth, two thousand twenty twenty two. When we got over the hump against Alabama, I knew. No, um, honestly though, <laughs> my, that was my joking answer. Uh, my serious answer is even still way before. I mean. When we came out of the gates and blew the doors off Oregon, I was like, okay, this is this is real. Like this could actually happen. Mm-hmm. Um I to see us come out of the gates like that, uh, and like, you know, Stiquavius, the introduction of, of Stiquavius. Um, we see you know, we've got true freshmen out there like Malachi Starks. Um, I I, I thought of them. I thought of them. You know, obviously there were some ups and downs throughout the season, but to me it's actually Oregon. So um and Brian just closed out with thanks and love the podcast. Uh, he said, and P.S., how about an occasional show during the off season on bourbon? 
uh, I think we'd get mixed reviews on if we did that or not, but I guess the folks that like bourbon could listen and not everyone would have to. So we would, I have a feeling it would be more popular than you think. Okay. Okay. Duly noted. But Duly we do noted. have some ideas in the chamber, some things coming down the pipeline for you. We do. Absolutely. Yes. There will, there is, there's more coming. Some fun stuff. <laughs> some fun stuff for sure. For sure. More coming this off season. Um, awesome. All right. Uh, let me just take a quick moment to remind everyone that season three of my got a podcast is presented by Oxia time. Um, like I mentioned, got to meet up with John Canaris in person um, at the championship game against TCU is a great time. Um, be sure to go check out uh, the entire new watch collection. So there are multiple uh, 2022 watches that are out now. Um, and if you order before the end of uh, the month, um, you get 10% off. You don't even have to enter a code or anything. So just head out there to oxiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E.com. Uh, like I said, no code needed, 10% off. If you pre-order uh, any of the watches uh, for 2022 championship season by January 31st. And then uh, as we mentioned before, you can always head over to the collegefootballplayoff.com uh, if you want to check out the uh, the blackout watch. So that one is exclusively sold through the college football playoff. Um, so yeah, be sure to check them out. And thanks so much to John and Oxia time for being the presenting sponsor for season three. All right, John, one last thing we we've got all of our questions in, but we do have The final results are in. Uh, I tallied and reviewed with Coach Trillbill to make sure he was cool with it. Uh, the season predictions. Uh, so no, no new coaches over under or anything for, but just wanted to give the final results. And so I won't beat around the bush. I'll just get to it. John, you're able to maintain your lead and you have hung on and won Coach Trillbill's over unders uh, for the season. So like a shanked field goal. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we, we, for our season previews, there there are a bunch of questions. And the funny thing is, as I was going through it, somehow I like failed to even ask some of them. Uh, I don't remember doing that on purpose. I probably just messed up. Um, so for the season predictions, you actually went 10 and 8, uh, where I was an even 9 and 9, went 500. Uh, so that left you at 88 and 50 on the season for all of them. And I was 83 and 55. So we're both well above 500. 500 uh but you hung on. So waiting. Like I extended, go. I extended my lead. You did. You did. <laughs> Ever uh, so slightly. I'll say some of, some of his lines were actually, uh, pretty spot on. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, you know what? There's, there's several that are really good, but I've got a, there's one that I have to call out in the miscellaneous category. Uh, coach set the over under of game day, regular season appearances, at one. So he didn't do an, he did not do a half. He did an actual one and you pushed on one and you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yes. I took the over, I took the over and that was incorrect. Uh, so that, I think that was my favorite one, uh, for all of them. That was incredible. Um, but I will say like, okay, so this one was good, uh, for points per game in the defense. Um, his over under was 15 and a half. Uh, we both said over that Georgia was going to allow more than 15 and a half. Georgia only allowed 14.26 points per game on defense, which is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, a heck of a yeah. line sit there by coach. Uh, so shout out there, coach. Crazy. Another another kind of fun fun line was the defensive touchdowns. Mm, yeah. 
Zero. Zero. Is that right? Is that right? I mean, we had we had we had uh, special teams. Um, but yeah, I, I went through the statistics. I didn't see any defensive touchdowns by Georgia this season. Pretty crazy. Whereas last year we had like all the pick sixes. We didn't have a single pick six all season. Mm-mm. Not if uh, and so what I did for that, I went to the like the individual uh, defensive um, statistics, and yeah, no one had a no one had a touchdown. Crazy. It is crazy. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, thank thanks to coach. Um, you know, for, for tracking them for us all season, uh, been a blast, uh, added a new element to the show. Uh, I think this year we, we, we did them last year, but it was with no consequence and, uh, ha- having, you know, not that it was for, you know, it's for, it was for pride. It was for, uh, do I get a, do I get a coach's like trophy now? Like do I have like a, a coachy? <laughs> oh, oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Coach, coach, what's, what, what does John win? What does John win? We didn't discuss anything. I'll have to figure that out. I want to. I'm like. I'm like imagining like uh like the character that he's created, like a coach, a Bill Belichick like statue with a with a backward hat, three 3D printed. Oh, I love it. Love it. That's love funny. It. Awesome. 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 Uh, what a season, dude. I love. And uh, you know, we're an audio medium, but uh, John has the the last two uh, Natty logos. This is is his background that I've been I've been getting to. Look at those, uh, the entire recording. It's pretty, pretty cool. Ooh, that was fun. Uh, uh, the, the designer of those logos, uh, surfaced this, uh, this week as well. Although I guess he's always true? been there, but like, I don't know how I found, oh, it was Hunter. Hunter retweeted it or something. I don't know how Hunter found it. Leave it to Hunter to find the designers. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So there, yeah. So now the old logos have shown up, right? Yeah, dude. Like we need to get, we need to get some old logos in here. I need to get all four logos on my, on my background next year. That that uh was it forty is it forty forty two right uh is it forty two or is it forty six because hmm. I I get I get I get them backwards the reason I get them backwards is because one of them uh is one that a lot of people argue that we should claim yeah it was forty two sorry it's forty two you're right that logo that he did for that one is just chef's kiss like oh, yeah, I, that, was a, that was a rose bowl yeah that's right that's right yeah he's got the he's got the trophy with the roses in it and the 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 og block g yeah um like that is just that is just perfect they need to they need to make more merchandise with that one on it i think i think that would sell good amongst the uniform twitter yeah i i agree um it was funny when like that graphic came out and showed up with like the four logos next to each other i was like and a lot of people ask like where did these where did the 1980 and 1942 logo come from you know like People were like, were those always around? And we just didn't know them. But we found out uh, from what we were talking about um, that it was that those were, you know, confirmed, designed recently. Yeah, they're re envisioned or reimagined. Because back then you didn't make things. <laughs> they're like, nobody has time for that. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the middle of a war or <laughs> whatever. True, for sure. All right. I was, um, did I not write it down? Okay. I wanted to give credit. Uh, it's Chad. Chad Moorhead uh, is yeah, who designed. Oh yeah, yeah, Moorhead. Yep. Yeah, Chad. So Chad uh, went out. And he he is the designer of of all four of the national championship logos. So super cool. I, I will say, uh, since you mentioned it, like I know personally, I actually haven't bought any Natty merch yet. Have you? I have. I am currently waiting on. Uh, oh, that's right. Jason, if you if your daughter can can help me get my order. 
<laughs> I'm waiting on my honor reserve. I'm waiting on my honor reserve, who's who's also a sponsor of Bobby now, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Not a sponsor of my got a podcast, although I guess we should talk to her to change that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. Yeah. I've bought it. I've bought enough honor reserve the last couple of months that uh maybe maybe it's warranted. Yeah, uh, you know, like last year, you know, I got all the on the on field stuff. I'm, I think I'm, I'm gonna get the hat. I'm gonna get the like the locker room hat or whatever. But the t shirt, I just can't. I can't stomach the t shirt. I don't know what game recognized fame exactly what, what was going on with that. Um, but the yeah, font, I'm, the font, the design. I, I guess it was kind of like old Western Hollywood, like old Western yeah. movies or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like I get that, but I don't know. It just seemed kind of. It's kind of weird. So it was, it was definitely, uh, ill-advised. Yeah. So, which is uh, probably why you're able to get the uh, half off of, uh, the hats because nobody's <laughs> buying the shirts and nobody's buying the hats. Like, yeah, <laughs> apparently yeah. the hats are not that fantastic either. So, uh, that's why like when I like, I don't know, I'm just like, can I get high res, can I get high res images of these things and just make my own stuff? Cause like literally nobody's making it. Right. Right. Well, I am, you know, I'm wearing my homemade uh, Kirby sweatshirt as we're recording tonight. Mm. So, um, seen a lot of folks, seen a lot of folks uh, buying bootleg uh, Stetson Bennett sweatshirts too. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, yeah, dude, the bots are like super annoying about the that. By the way, annoying. like they they get in like any Kirby tweet, any Georgia football tweet, uh, the bots are in the replies. You know, trying to trying to sell the. Them dogs as hell. That, that was a heck of a sti- heck of a sweatshirt that Stetson was wearing, and I guess we're far enough removed, and no one even mentioned it about like you know Stetson post parade. I think um, I was kind of glad that no one no one asked that. Uh, you know, and I, I, I will say, um, go read his comments on uh, uh, to, in accepting the Manning Award. Um, he had some good things to say about Georgia fans and and Bulldog Nation. So you know, don't. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Stetson does love us. <laughs> I mean, if you think that he didn't, like, uh, I don't know what to tell you, but like, yeah, the guy, yeah. the guy was, the guy was processing uh, a lot at that, at that moment in time. Not to yeah. mention he was processing a lot of alcohol. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. <laughs> as, as, as Stetson is want, is want to do. Um, right. Did he have post- a bottle of Pappy? Do we know? I, we, we didn't see any pictures. So I read, I read somewhere that's that, uh, whoever, like the family friend that got them the bottle, got him the bottle last year, like mm. got the bottle this year. Yeah. I haven't seen any photos of it though. So. Mm. Okay. Maybe it's more behind closed doors type thing. Just, just go around. Per- perhaps, perhaps. Maybe it's just a stadium layout situation. I don't know. So far it was apparently laid out <laughs> to, in such a complicated manner that you couldn't even make it down to the stadium. So this I'm is sure true. they couldn't even they couldn't even find him. Like uh, I'm sure they got lost. <laughs> Fair enough. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, all right, man. You got any, you got anything else? Man, what a season! Uh, thanks for riding in the wave with us, everyone. Um, thanks for riding the the train off the rails uh, <laughs> as as we tend to do. Um, but it was worth the it was worth the ride. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I guess we'll just add we we, we tease it, but Jeff, de- you know, definitely stay tuned. Um, we've got some ideas and and some things to do, uh, you know, during this off season. Uh, so be on the lookout for more, uh, you know, content from us during the off season. Uh, we'll definitely do some victory lap type stuff like we did last year. But uh, we've got a couple other ideas, um, that we think would be fun as well. Absolutely. Well, dude, fifteen fifteen and zero. 
15 and 0 uh first ever you know with this team mate we made this team made history um first ever back to back college football playoff national champions uh longest we're in the midst of the tied for the longest winning streak in the history of Georgia football uh these are the good old days we passed we passed Tennessee on the all-time wins yep 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 um Man, are you, are you are you sure? Like Alabama did this first, Jim. Alabama did this. First. <laughs> yeah, we copied co- them for everything, right? We co- we copied Alabama. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you were aware of this or not, but like somewhere in the annals of time, Alabama went fifteen and zero, and they did it first. They did it first, Jim. Hey, uh, no one has won three in a row in the modern era. And uh, shout out Logan Booker. I heard uh, on nine sixty earlier this week. You know, I think Minnesota claims it to have done three in a row, but it was in like the 20s. And like the third one they claim was like the first ever AP poll. So we're talking a long time ago. Um, so, you know, let's 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 keep this thing going and let's make some more history. I, I'm having to dust having to dust off the, the dust off that that statistic, man. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> Gonna go all the way back to the twenties. It's like it's like uh, Georgia Tech. If you go to go, to, dear dear listener, go to the Georgia Tech's Twitter profile and look at where they look at their their profile on Twitter to see what they're claiming. Like, good gracious, alive. Um, <laughs> mm. uh, I, so here's the here's the thing, Jim. Uh, I want to spike the football, and so we mm. might as well go ahead and get that that journey going. Love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> and with that. Go dogs. Go dogs.